0: And it's time to talk a little college football with the one and only the head coach, CBS Sports Network, Houston Nut. What is going on, my man? How you doing, CC? I'm good, brother. Uh, obviously, today is uh, you know a a, a somewhat uh, somber day as we continue to keep a very close eye on uh, Demar Hamlin and uh, very very curious, Houston. If you got a chance to watch the game live last night between buffalo and cincinnati as we know going into that contest it was one of the most highly anticipated nfl games for the weekend with the uh, playoff implications and uh you know about nine minutes into the game we got uh you know just uh it, it went from a competitive football game to just sheer shock and 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 uh eeriness as i like to say but uh I'm curious if you're watching it live, and if you were, my friend, uh, tell me what your thoughts were when you when you saw DeMar Hamlin go down the way he did.
1: Yeah, I was watching the game and uh, was really looking forward to it, and uh, actually saw that play and 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 saw the the tackle and didn't think much about it. Didn't think you know as far as the violent hit anything. It wasn't anything like that, but boy, once he got up and then he fell down. Uh, and then what really got me was the faces of the players because uh, I've never seen anything like that. So you're watching the game and, and you see the reaction by by, by his teammates. Uh, boy, you know something's very, very serious. And, uh, man, for uh, uh, I'm just uh, hoping uh, Hamlin, I'm just praying and hoping that he can pull through this thing. And uh, it was just – that was a tough, tough deal last night. That was really very, very tough. And uh, just hope, uh, boy, everything will turn out. Mm
0: -hmm. As you said, you never – Experience or seen anything you know like that in all your years as a player and a coach? I, I guess you know the question here is: I know you haven't experienced that, but have you ever experienced anything that's that was really concerning to you and scary? I mean, we I know that you've you've seen injuries up close and personal, but uh, kind of take us through that as, as as you're a coach there and you see one of your players either in 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 pain, but in this situation, you know, near death.
1: Right uh you know you, you always worry about your players, you know always worry about the heat in August and um, always uh you know worried about broken bones and and you know knees and cartilages and torn ligaments and all those things but uh as you said, you know this last night was was much much different you know when you when you see the faces of uh, of those players and knowing that that was you know his teammate uh their teammate that uh is sitting there. Uh, Fighting for his life, and uh, to do CPR and and all those things before he left the stadium. Uh, Man, what what a tough, tough deal! And then I'm really glad the way they handled everything last night. Uh, It wasn't about football last night. You know, it was about you know a young man at 24 years of age. You know that uh, hopefully that he's going to be okay.
0: (laughs) You know, Houston, you mentioned, you know, you worry about the heat in August, uh, especially uh, if you're in Texas or Arkansas or down south or really anywhere for that matter. And, you know, we have heard and seen, uh, you know, players... um you get, you know, uh, have to go to the hospital or some players have even died with, you know, with, with, with heat stroke or cardiac arrest or, or things of that nature. You know, as a coach, you know, we worried about that kind of stuff when you're going through, you know, those practices, you know, going back in the days, you know, I mean, you're dealing with two a days and you're dealing with, you know, hundred percent humidity and heat and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how conscious are you uh, as a head coach when you're, when you're going, you know, through those summer practices?
1: You know, I always thought I looked back when I was playing, and I thought, man, I'm I'm surprised more people didn't die when we were playing because right. I, uh, I felt like there wasn't there wasn't enough water. A lot of times, coaches say, no water, no water. Uh, you can have salt pills and this and that. You know, it didn't seem to add up. But uh, at the time, I thought that was the gospel. That's the way it's supposed to be. But as a head coach, as time went on, and um, we started coaching, you, you gather more information. they Hey, if somebody, we always had a rule if somebody's not feeling good, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll finish the run, uh, after, uh, we'll do it the next day. Uh, but, uh, we, we always felt like we had a good, you know, you, you worked them year round with your strength and conditioning coach. Your trainers were always there. So we felt like we had a really good beat on all the players. And, uh, but you always worried about, it, you know, you always worried about. It. And what was also that we noticed that, uh, a lot of players during the summer, uh, you know, a lot of times they, they were, they didn't have summer jobs like back in the day. Uh, now it's a little bit more, hey, you're going to school, you're working out, and so you're inside, and then all of a sudden you hit that 100 degree and that heat index is 112. Uh, hey, it, it, it can be, it can be tough. And so you're always worried about that. You want to make sure they're getting enough water and, uh, you know, you, you always want to take care of, Someone's most precious commodity. That's what you told them in the living room. Right. You t- looked at mother, mother in the eyes. Hey. I'm taking care of your baby. And, uh, well, by our gosh, they want to make sure you're doing just that. And so that's kind of that's the way we felt about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As a head coach, I mean, you, you know, you want the fine line. You want your guys in condition. You don't want them, you know, cramping up in third quarters of games, but because, you, you know, you got to be in condition. But then again, where's that fine line that, you know, how much you can, right. you know, push a player through? So I, I hear you, brother. All right. Houston Nut uh, joins us. All right. Let's talk about the football side and what we saw on Saturday. Uh, simply for me, Houston, it was the best college football Saturday that I can ever remember. Not only did you have the two meaningful games, but man, they both came down to the final play and you had excitement. We had tons of scoring. Heck, we had both games had over a thousand yards of offense. That's how crazy that was, but uh, let, let's let's talk about both of these games here, and let's start with TCU and Michigan. Hey, you're a guy down there, right outside of Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth, man. You know what those horned frogs are all about. Uh, 500 to one shot, Houston, on the Las Vegas betting board in September. 500 wow. to one, and we just got off the phone with our good friend Chuck Esposito, the executive director over at uh, Station Casinos, and he said, one ticket got put on them at twenty five dollars. One ticket at five hundred to one. Wow. So uh, you know, that that person's sitting in some pretty good shape right now. But uh the Horned Frogs still doesn't seem like they're getting the respect they deserve. They're thirteen point underdogs come Monday night against the Georgia Bulldogs. What's going on here?
1: Hey, first of all I want to go back with what you said. I agree one thousand percent probably the best day of football I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, in my life as well. Those two games were just outstanding, and uh, all these quarterbacks were were playing at such a high level. But TCU, I, I, you've got to give it to Sonny Dykes. You just, you've got to give it to him. Every week uh, for the last three or four weeks, uh, TCU, you'd hear, uh, well, well, they've had a great year. They've had a great year. Now they're getting ready to step into something different. Well, guess what? Uh, you know, we always talked about the physicality of Michigan and how tough they are, but Joe Moore award winning offensive line, all of those things, but guess what? They're right there. Toe to toe, the physicality of those Horn frogs and how tough they were intercepting the ball and taking it to the house on defense. And this Max Duggan, Hey, TC Max Duggan, this guy's heart is bigger than that Las Vegas stadium you got right outside uh, (laughs) where you're looking. I promise you, this guy's a fighter, a competitor, a winner. And Georgia, I tell you what, you better be careful now. If You're thinking about 13 points, and uh, they're underdogs, and they're not this, they're not that, because Max Duggan, he can run. He can extend a play, and he can use his legs, and he can make things happen. I do wish, though... The, the Kendra Miller, I do wish the back. I wish he was healthy. Yeah. And I wish Darnell Washington, the tight end on the other side, I wish he was healthy because I want them all at full speed. But uh, I, I worry a little bit about not having that. Those those two backs are really good for TCU, and they're going to need all hands on deck. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, and it seems like these guys always they step up. Uh, Quentin Johnson, yep. was a he's a real threat. That play that he made, uh, when that would-be tackler thought he had an angle and gave him a little, uh, just kind of a little shuffle and stop, stop on down, dime, then take off, and all of a sudden you look up and he's he's going about 70 plus yards to the end zone. Man, it's just stuff like that. It just blows your mind how TCU plays and how hard they play and how they believe. It's just it's just fun to watch.
0: No, nah, they are fun to watch, and you meant you, all the key. uh Components as players that you mentioned are, are can 't all be game changers and they 're all somewhat kind of unsung a little bit as well too, but I, you, Houston, I think that the this this game is going to come down to the Georgia offense against the TCU defense and I think that 's why the number is where it is right now, and even though uh TCU took it to Michigan, they were in total control of that game, they were more physical than Michigan, and they held Michigan to 3-for-13 on third-down conversions. For me, I always look at that third-down conversion number. Uh, to me, it tells the game. TCU was 8-for-16. Michigan was 3-for-13. The question here is, can TCU, can that defense, stop Georgia or at least limit Georgia?
1: I think they can. I, I You know, every, <laughs> every week... Uh, to me, they, they've proven all year long. I think they can. I think they're tough. I think they're physical. Now, this is going to be a, a, a team that, okay, usually, okay, there's one guy we got to stop, or there's there's one uh, back we got to stop. The thing about Georgia is they have this stable of running backs. They've got a group of receivers. You know, we're learning the receivers' names as we speak, just like last week. Did you really know about this guy that could fly? Uh uh, Smith.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No.
1: I mean, no, this guy is creating separation like no other. He's a burner. I mean, he could take the top off. And so now you worry about him. What about this guy? Then we know about Brock Byers, even without Washington, Brock Byers, we know he's a weapon. Uh, Mitchell makes a catch. I mean, there's so many guys you stop and then it goes back to Stetson Bennett. The guy was pretty – I really thought now, T.C., I really thought Georgia's going down. I'm watching this game versus Ohio State. C.J. Stroud is playing out of his mind. Looks unbelievable, hitting on throws, and Marvin Harrison, oh, my goodness. Phenomenal. I'm thinking Georgia is going down. Yeah. And Stetson Bennett, for a long time, for the first time in a long time since maybe Missouri night, this guy's looking average. Yeah. He's looking average. It's not happening. But then all of a sudden, when you had to have him, when you have to make a play and you have to execute, what does Stetson Bennett do? He takes his team down the field and he executes. So that's the tough I I'm with you on third down, but I'm also the the stable. The the backs, the the weapons, the receivers, there's so many. And then Stetson Bennett is is the master. Uh, A manager that, you know, and I people don't like manager, but I do. I like when you handle the ball and take care of it, distribute the right way. And when it's on the line, you got to do it. He did it.
0: You're right. And, you know, his numbers really don't bear out. Like, you, you don't look at this guy and say, okay, this guy has, you know, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 yards passing. He doesn't have, you know, you know, 35 touchdowns. No, his, his numbers are kind of moderate when you look at it. And maybe it's, again, it's a short passing game or it's utilizing those running backs or, or, or whatever it is. And let's remember both of these guys, Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett, these guys were backups at the beginning of the season, you know, remember that in right. that, and that says a lot. And when I was watching this game against Ohio State in the back of my mind I was thinking like you know what this guy kind of looking like a backup and cuz Ohio State you're right I I thought Georgia was in trouble and Stetson Bennett did not look that good now again he he connected on some plays there in the fourth quarter that 76 yard touchdown I don't know. Houston nut. He could have connected to that pass because there's no one else on that television screen. There wasn't an Ohio State defender. I don't know what happened there. So I don't know who we give credit to or we put blame on that one. But let me ask you, man. I mean, what happened uh, just to the Georgia defense? Because Ohio State was moving at will, and that's all we heard. We heard Michigan defense, Georgia defense, 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 defense. That defense out the window in both games. Well, that's where CJ
1: Stroud now at Ohio State. Let's go back when they were playing Michigan. Everybody got down big time. Now remember, for about 25 days, uh, you got to believe that Ohio State's heard nothing, but huh, didn't do anything versus Michigan. You laid an egg. You're, you're pitiful. Bah, blah, blah. Well, CJ Stroud, I'm gonna tell you something. I got a lot of respect for him. Yep. Uh, after that game, I've got all the respect in the world. I can see why. Hey, he, he's going to be drafted. But I have more risk. If you want to know what, what happened? When I look really look at this game, uh, it's Marvin Harrison. It wasn't really the running game. It was C.J. Stroud being able to avoid the rush, keep those – hey, the defensive line, well, there was a time where Georgia Bulldogs, guess what? They're tired. They're tired of chasing this guy. And they really couldn't corral C.J. Stroud, and he's throwing dimes. And Marvin Harrison, Anytime there was a scramble, if you go back and look – Look how he – this guy is awesome. I know he's the son of a Hall of Famer, and you can see it because it's in his DNA. Because anytime time there was a scramble, watch what he did. He he knew exactly the area to go to where the quarterback could seem, and he created this separation that was phenomenal. So you ask me how these guys scored. To me, it's C.J. Stroud and, and the receivers, how how well they played, but it was Marvin Harris. And, hey, just think now. I still think it may be a little bit different if Harrison's in the game. Now he he gets knocked out, yeah, or gets hit in the head, so he has some protocol there with with concussion. But I don't know. I'd like to see what would happen if Harrison's still in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Houston Nutt uh, joins us, former coach and CBS Sports, uh, talking a little college football championship game. We're anticipating a good one Monday night: Georgia and TCU. I think the conventional wisdom here, Houston, is that okay. You know, Georgia—they barely escaped Ohio State. You know, they had to hang on, and and Noah Ruggles missed the 50-yard field goal, and you know, Ryan Day got a little conservative down there, and and Georgia escaped. And I think a conventional wisdom says, okay, Georgia is not going to have another game where they give up 41 points. You're not going to see you know Georgia like that we've seen some games from them and you mentioned a couple of the Missouri game. I'll go back to that Kentucky yeah. game, Remember That Kentucky game, they won 16 to six. Bennett wasn't great yes. that day. I mean, the defense was good and everything again, that was Kentucky and we saw, you know, Kentucky gets shut out in its bowl game on new year's day to Iowa, 21 nil. So can, what do you say when people say, well, you know, Hey, Georgia, maybe had a little off night. No way in the world that could happen back to back weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, I can see why people say that, but I'll I tell you what. I'd be careful because I, 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 I'm a horn frog believer. I believe in them, and I believe in them because of how their toughness. I believe in them because of their quarterback, Max Duggan. yep, And the defense, the way they played. Listen, I really thought Michigan would dominate the line of screaming. I really did win the game. I said, this would be a good game, but really by the end third and fourth quarter, Michigan's gonna dominate with the offensive line they have. That's what I was thinking. Even without Blake Coram. And that didn't happen. And so I got a different respect. You know, it's not a best out of three. It's not a best out of five. And it's it's one sixty minute game if it doesn't go to overtime. And so TCU has a good chance, I believe. I, I, I believe that. I believe they will fight and I know this. I know the Horn Frogs they believe it, I'm down here amongst them yeah. and, and, and there's nothing but purple, brother, there's nothing but purple right now, and they believe
0: in these horn frogs, and this team believes in each other. I'm with you, man. Hey, that's my namesake. Are you kidding me? You better go and pick me up a purple and white horned frog shirt, baby. That's what I need cause I want to be sporting it coming on Monday night. That's my namesake let me, let me, drop, let me drop let me drop one more namesake on you, all right.
1: My my little brother, Dennis Nutt, is yep. an all American TCU grad. Oh. I, he's a college basketball all American. And he played against the five slam jammers and John Contact. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, uh, purple, the purple
0: right now is riding strong. I love but, it. Uh, I love Play it. Georgia. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a great... Look at all those nuts. Those athletic nuts. I, they might as well just have a nut hall of fame. I mean, because... I mean, that family of yours, are you kidding me? You guys are outstanding. Dennis, I mean... I, I Dennis is the only one that made
1: it to the NBA. We all thought we were going to NBA or NFL, but Dennis is the only one that really made it. <laughs> I don't know
0: you got you got you, you got Dickie, you got Dennis you got a lot of a lot of great nuts there man I you know I you sure you guys didn't go to Ohio State to fit in with those nuts and the Buckeyes? I mean, come on <laughs> we don't like those nuts. I don't like those nuts at all i i I like the those arkansas Texas nuts that's what I like. There you go. There you go. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, what's a, what's the a plan Monday night? Where are you going to be, man? I'm going to be right here. Okay. In Kenny, Texas, yep.
1: in my room with my popcorn soap, <laughs> and going to be watching this game from
0: start to finish. Wait a minute. You said popcorn. Now come on now. We yeah. we got to have a little main course now. What are we <laughs> going to have for that main course? You know, I'm going to back off a little bit. That barbecue's been a little heavy on me, and they're not. Hey, we've
1: been giving them way too much publicity for us for them not to throw us some free ribs every now and then. So I'm going to back off a little bit now. We're gonna we're gonna go maybe a burger, go a little light. We're gonna go a little bit lighter.
0: I understand. That. I understand that. Mm, okay. Hey, maybe some frozen custard might be good for you. Huh? How's that? frozen custard at the Freddie had That's pretty good. To be- there it is, brother. That's my guy. Houston nut. All right, my man. I appreciate you. And, uh, I don't know. I just don't be surprised. I may want to reach out to you and just do a whole, uh, a little round table, quick little prediction to give you, you know, six days to, to kind of really, you know, fine tune, uh, the prediction. But you and I are on the same page. So I might reach out to you next Monday. I'm just going to give you a heads up right now before the game and, uh, get that final prediction. But you and I, we're we're both uh we're both smelling purple right now. We're tasting a little purple. A little purple drink. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Take care of it, brother. All I appreciate right. you. Hey, there man. it is. Houston Nut, uh, the old football coach at Arkansas, old miss, Boise State, Murray State, and of course over at CBS Sports.